This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, back into it as we're into the home stretch of the Friday edition. A great day for talk radio. There's just so much to discuss. Something that we have lit on on a couple of occasions earlier today has to do with uh, the prime minister and the prime minister's office getting some heat uh, for an allegation made in a Globe and Mail article just the other day that the uh, PMO applied pressure on then Attorney General and Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybo uh, to have prosecutors negotiate an agreement with SNC-Lavalin, the engineering giant headquartered in Montreal, that would allow it to avoid a fraud and corruption trial uh, that dials back to the years 2001-2011, dealing with with Muammar Gaddafi's regime in Libya. And uh, so you know, the you-know-what hit the fan earlier uh, this week in the House of Commons. Jody Wilson-Raybould, uh, perhaps uh, by not saying so much, is actually speaking volumes. Let's find out how the leader of the opposition, Andrew Scheer, sees this from his perspective. Mr. Scheer, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Uh, thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, so your sense for what's taking place here, are you pretty much subscribing to uh, the Globe and Mail account, or is it just you just want clarification? Well, these are very serious allegations that raise the uh, the idea of political interference to the point where uh, the, 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 the appearance is that Justin Trudeau fired his attorney general uh, because he didn't like the answer he got, that because uh, the former attorney general was standing up to political uh, pressure. These are, these are uh, unheard of uh, accusations, uh, unprecedented accusations, and they demand total clarity. Uh, the, the, the confidence that Canadians have in our independent judicial system is paramount. And what is being alleged is that uh, officials in the Prime, Minister, uh, Prime Minister's office uh, put pressure on the Attorney General, tried to influence, tried to uh, get uh, a desired outcome in a criminal proceeding, an independent criminal proceeding. And this is a very serious issue. So far, the response from Justin Trudeau and his other cabinet ministers certainly seem to indicate that there is something seriously wrong here. All right. So where there's smoke, there's fire. You're suggesting uh, there may be political interference. What do you make of Jody Wilson-Raybould's tweet, recent tweet, uh, as the former Minister of Justice and Attorney General of Canada, I'm bound by solicitor-client privilege in this matter. In other words, that's between me and the government as a government's previous lawyer. Well, that may may or may not be true from her perspective, but what I do know is that Justin Trudeau does have the option to waive that privilege, to, to waive the protection that is normally uh, given to uh, clients uh, from their attorneys, uh, from, from those, those types of uh, conversations or discussions uh, to be disclosed. Previous prime ministers, both conservative and liberals, in order to get to the bottom of, a, of an important issue, have waived the, those privileges. Uh, so there is a precedent here. If, if Justin Trudeau wants us to believe that nothing, uh, nothing wrong happened, that there is no such uh, interference or pressure, then he can waive that privilege and allow uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybo to, to, to go over her version of the events. Well, he's not only denying that he pressured, uh, his actual phraseology was such that uh, I never directed her, uh, so it seems like we've gotten uh, into a semantic game here. Uh, is that all part of uh, distraction? Well, I, I do believe that that, that that this is part of, of the Prime Minister's defense. He was very careful with his language. You know, it, was, it almost sounded like, like he had some help uh, drafting it to someone with legal background to, 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 to tell him to stay very close to a very, very certain set 
of words. Here's what we do know, and here's why we need more than just a one-sentence brush aside. We know that SNC-Lavalin is in the middle of a very, very serious criminal proceeding, uh, very serious allegations of fraud and corruption that date back uh, many, many years. Uh, We also know that officials from SNC-Lavalin lobbied the Prime Minister's office at least 14 times. Now, keep in mind, this is a construction company, and in the lobbyist registrar, the subject matter that was raised are, quote, justice and, quote, law enforcement. So unless they were talking about building a prison somewhere, uh, it doesn't seem like this is just, uh, you know, move along, nothing to see here. Uh, this is, a, we know that they lobbied uh, several officials in the Prime Minister's office, and now we have this alarming accusation from uh, someone very close to the former Attorney General, suggesting that there were, in fact, uh, communications. And, you know, whether it was direction or pressure or influence or, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, that doesn't, uh, but playing with words is not acceptable here. We need a full and open process to determine exactly what happened. My understanding is the CEO actually visited the PMO, what, 79 times? You said 14 times they were lobbied, uh, but I think the CEO, am I right about that figure? Uh, You are right that it's much more than 14 times. We just know that at least on those 14 uh, occasions, the subjects of justice and law law enforcement uh, were brought up. So what was discussed in those other meetings, whether or not uh, the the, the true nature of those meetings were disclosed. But clearly, I mean, this is is so obvious. Clearly, SNC-Lavalin were working very, very hard to, to, to find a way out from the criminal prosecution that they are in the middle of. We do have an independent director of public pro- uh, prosecutions. Uh, that that person ultimately can be answerable to the attorney general. But that's where the line should stop. And to have some kind of uh, political interference to say, hey, look, you know, we we think politically we should cut a deal and then in- interfere uh, in that process. That This is something that uh, you know, uh, certainly unprecedented, uh, and and this is why we want to get answers from officials in the prime minister's office, the former AG herself. Uh, you know, we, we we look to other countries when uh, when heads of state, heads of government don't like the answer they get from their attorney general, and when they fire them, that. That, that's unsettling for us as Canadians because we have this this separation between the attorney general. Uh, she's not she, she's not like a normal cabinet minister. She she occupies a special role as the chief legal officer in our country, and that means that she she or he whoever fills that role has to have an extra layer of independence and separation from the political decisions of the day-to-day operations of government. Now, her tweet after being demoted, if we can call it that, to Veterans Affairs, uh, people are taking that another look at that and seeing it in a new light where uh, it seems like she was trying to emphasize that there is an arm's-length uh, approach that she was taking to uh, how she would administer her portfolio. Uh, do you see some kind of smoking gun there, or uh, is there something, you know, we're reading between the lines that uh, maybe she is intimating that she was pressured? Right, and you're exactly right. You know, there's enough dots here that it doesn't take too long to connect them. Uh, it was un- completely unexpected that she would be uh, moved from her role as Attorney General. No one was expecting her to get fired from that role. And then to have her statement issued where she clearly indicates that there was some line that she was asked to cross and that she wouldn't, that she certainly believed that that was a consequence of her, uh, that was uh, the consequence of that was being moved out of that post. Uh, You know, she talked about in that statement, 
that uh, the extra level of importance to, to be independent, the fact that she needed to avoid even the appearance of political interference. Uh, we're all, you know, for, for those of us on Parliament Hill, those of us who have kind of looked at these things, we're all scratching our heads saying, you know, we've never seen this before. A, a cabinet minister um, almost kind of venting publicly about and, and hinting at what might have gone on to, to that, that resulted in this move. And now we see the revelations of these accusations this week. So uh, that combined with the silence of uh, Ms. Uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould, the, the fact that the Prime Minister has stuck so closely to one specific line, it's a reasonable person would conclude that there's something going on here. So today we called on the Justice Committee of the House of Commons to convene an emergency meeting so that we can uh, get to the bottom of this. Now, the Liberals control that committee, so they do have the votes if they want to, to shut this, this inquiry down. Uh, but what I'm suggesting is that if they do that, then that's further proof that there's a cover-up going on. Again, with Andrew Scheer, leader of the opposition, won't keep you much longer. I'm just kind of curious, though. Let's get out of the weeds here for a second. Tell me what it is that the Liberals, uh, or, uh, well, how would they benefit? You know, that old uh, legal term from Latin, uh, qui bono. How would they benefit if they, uh, if there was political interference uh, in this case with SNC-Lavalin? Well, that, that, that's part of uh, part of what we're looking at here. You know, what were the arrangements made? Uh, you know, we know that they're in the past. The the Liberal Party has been very, very close to corporate Canada. You know, they've been very, very close to to to, to, to corporations that that, that uh, try to obtain influence. There's there's a lot of uh, back and forth between uh, between them. So these are parts of the uh, part of the question that we're going to be asking. There's, there's just there's. There's something. There's more than just something not right here. The, the, the course of events, the sequence of events, the the fact that uh, senior cabinet minister, the attorney general, getting moved out of her position, um, all of these meetings with with uh, with with SNC Lavalin. There's more. There's there's something here that the prime minister can't just wave it away with one very tightly scripted answer, and that's why it's it's a, he owes it to Canadians to be fully transparent on this, and 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 allow these types of questions to be answered. Well, uh, the point I guess is that uh, if SNC Lavalin were found guilty in this fraud case, uh, they couldn't bid on contracts for ten years. And the outcome of that is they may have to move their headquarters out of Quebec. A lot of people would lose their jobs. So uh, does this add more credence to the point that the Liberals might want to forestall that? Well, it, you know, there certainly could be political considerations like that. But this is why we have an independent uh, director, and 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 the and the director, the Liberals gave the power to this uh, independent director to, uh, to 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 make other arrangements. But I don't believe that it was uh, ever suggested that through lobbying the prime minister's office that a desired outcome uh, could be uh, arrived at. At the very least, it's incumbent upon the Liberals to be fully transparent about uh, this entire province. We have seen anything but that. You know, to to have all of these allegations come out through unnamed sources, uh, to journalists, to have the former attorney general remain silent for so long about it. Uh, this is why, you know, this this is why we believe that we need to shed some sunlight on this. Uh, Justin Trudeau once famously said that uh, sunlight is the, be- the best disinfectant, but every time he's given an opportunity to come clean on issues, uh, he doesn't do it. We've seen this with other ethical scandals in the past. And I think a lot of Canadians are disappointed because uh, Trudeau promised to, to do things differently, to, to go above and beyond a lot of rhetoric during the campaign about doing politics a different way, uh, and and now we see you know he's reverting to the same old liberal styles uh, that we've seen in the past.
All right. Well, you're off next week, uh, but I'm sure you'll keep pressing the case while the Commons is shut down. And uh, when you come back in, I guess, uh, a week and change, the 18th, the week of the 18th, you're going back at it, right? That's right. And, and we and we will be attempting to get the Justice Committee uh, to start on this immediately next week. So uh, we're going to be putting pressure on the Liberal government to allow that to happen. So hopefully we'll start to get some more information as the week uh, proceeds. I appreciate your joining us again. As always, have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Andrew Shear, again, leader of the opposition on that matter, SNC-Lavalin. I mean, I understand the impulse, you know, if you've got a big donor and it's, a, you know, an anchor company in the province of Quebec, you know, you might, you might be tempted uh, to intervene and make, make sure things get smoothed out so they're not, you know, hampered by a 10-year ban on bidding for contracts. I believe they employ about 50,000 people. Mm. Well, this is where, you know, the kind of, uh, it racks your conscience when you're in a political position that you think you might be able to, uh, you know, put a finger on the scale, so to speak. It ain't right, but I understand the impulse, kind of, sort of, but we'll see uh, if this is something that will stick to Justin Trudeau. I'm guessing there's going to be other stuff coming down the pipe. It's just almost a a regular occurrence now, and uh, it'll blow this one off the front page, and we'll move forward. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God. The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.